0: Seat. And if you'd like to turn your Bibles to page 267, we're going to read the first chapter of the book of Ruth, page 267. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Marlon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab and lived there. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about ten years, both Marlon and Kilion also died, and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband, When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness, as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me." May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud, and said to her, We will go back with you, to your people. But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband, even if I thought there was still hope for me. Even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters, it is more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this they wept aloud again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realised that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. Accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. should we say a prayer that God would teach us as we look at that passage together? Our Father, we thank you for this book of Ruth, and for the wonderful story contained within it. Thank you that it is true. And we pray as we look at it together this morning that all of us would understand new things about you and how to live for you. Amen. As we start, we are going to have a taste test. Now, I forgot to bring my blindfold. So, boys and girls, I'm going to rely on you to close your eyes. And mums and dads, I'm going to rely on you if your children have got some sort of really terrible allergy to tell me before they come and eat any of this. Um, So, I need a couple of different volunteers to come up to the front. Yes, my why don't you come up? Is that all right? Brilliant. Now you need to close. your Come stand up here so everyone can see you. And um, to close your eyes really tight. Okay. Well done. I want. To have, let's have two more. Two more. Um, let's have. Uh, Marcus, would you like to come and um, go and Matt? Come on. Um, close nice and tight. Okay, I want you to tell me, uh, put your hands up, I want you to tell me whether what you're eating is tasty or not tasty, okay? Whether it's tasty or not tasty. do shy. Is it tasty or not tasty? <laughs> it's funny. It's tasty. It, what does it taste like? Bread. Tastes like bread. Is there anything inside the bread? Mm, salt. Okay, well, <laughs> okay. Good, good guess. What's this one like? Is this nice or not? Nice? Um, That's nice. What does it taste like? Bread with... Um, does, it, does it taste like salt? Um, okay. mm, not sure it does. I know. Go on, Max. I bread with honey. Bread with honey. Well done, that's honey. What well, about like this one, Max? Have you tried it? <laughs> bread with vinegar. Okay, well, it's bread and marmite. Okay, so till the end of the marmite, till the middle of the bar, honey. Go and sit down. Well done. You can tell your, you your breakfast food if you like. Um, sometimes, life is a little bit like that taste test. Sometimes... It's sweet and delicious and it's full of smiles and happiness and things like that. And sometimes life is bitter like the marmite and it doesn't taste very nice. It's full of sad things and and tears and loneliness. What is God doing when life tastes sweet like honey? And what is God doing when life tastes bitter like marmite? And what are we supposed to do As we try to follow Jesus when sometimes life is sweet and sometimes life is bitter. Well our true story from the Bible this morning is going to help us to think about that. And I need a few more volunteers because in this story there are a number of different characters and they all help us to understand how we should behave, what we should do when life is sweet and full of happiness and smiles and when life is bitter and full of tears and sadness. I'm going to have some different. People. I need three boys and three girls. Okay, Luke, Spencer, I need another boy. Another boy. boy do you want to go? Okay. Marcus, do you want to come again? Okay, up you come, come up onto the stage. And three girls. Um, let's have um, Ali, and Lola, and Hayley. Um, come, up to come up onto the come up onto here. Well, at the beginning of our story, In Bethlehem, there was no food. There was a famine in the place where God's people lived. So a man called Elimelech decided to take his family to Moab. Here we are. Here's Elimelech. He decided to take his family to Moab. Let's have a look at the picture. There should be a picture of Elimelech taking his family off to Moab. There's... um, Eliminate at the front. Now Eliminate has got a wife, and her name is Naomi. Where's Naomi? Here she is. So hey, off you go. With but just wait a minute, you've got two sons, and your sons are called Marlon and Kilion. So off you go to Moab. Brilliant. They went there to look for food. Because where they lived in Bethlehem, we need the Bethlehem sign, I suppose that over here. Where they lived in Bethlehem, there was no food. You were actually over there, rather. Well, I'm just going to hide over there, because they haven't met you yet. <laughs> they went to Moab to look for food. Now, right at the beginning of the story, something sad happened. I wonder if you were listening carefully. Elimelech, you died. So, can you die? Please. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done. That was a sad thing. But then two happy things happened. Marlon and Killion found two beautiful women who lived in Marlon. <laughs> they were called... <laughs> first thing. I think, they were called Warper. You um, know, I know you can be Orpah, And um, Ruth. Come You Ruth. Well, not Well, not yet. But not <laughs> yet. So, um, why don't... Um, Marlon, here we are. There's uh, you and Ruth. Brilliant. Let's match them up. So there were two weddings after the funeral, but then two sad things happened again. Can you remember what they were? Max? Brilliant. <laughs> Killion and Marlon are also dead. So that was pretty sad. Look, there's Naomi. And she's sad because her husband, Elimelech, and her sons, Marlon and Kilion, have all died. And that means that she's left with her two daughters-in-law, Ruth and Orpah. Now, she lives in a country where she doesn't know anybody. She hasn't got any other family there. She's a widow, and if you're a widow, it's hard to get a job, it's hard to get any money, and you might not have anywhere to live. So if we were to do a taste test for the story for Naomi... Would it, look, would it taste sweet like honey? Or would it taste bitter like mine? It would taste bitter, wouldn't it? It would taste bitter. But then things were about to change. Because Naomi heard from news from back home. She said, God has come to give his people food. Let's go back to Bethlehem. So Ruth and Naomi and Orpah started to head back to Bethlehem. But before they got there, they stopped, (laughs) and Naomi changed her mind, and she said to Ruth and Orpah, she said, go home to Moab, may God be kind to you and give you another husband. You see, she prayed for her daughters-in-law that God would care for them back in Moab. She thought, I can't help you anymore, you need to go back, but did they think that was a good idea? They didn't think it was a good idea. But they, they said, no, we'll go back with you to your people. You see, they, they loved Naomi and they wanted to stay with her. But Naomi said, no, go home and find another husband. I can't help you anymore. You see, even though Naomi had prayed for her daughters-in-law that God would be kind to them, she wasn't sure that God could be kind to her again. And so she said this, God's hand has turned against me. And we're almost ready to hear the first thing that we're going to learn from this true story, which is this. God is king, good things and bad things come from him. God is king, good things and bad things come from him. So boys and girls, if you wouldn't mind coming back to life if you're dead and going to sit down. But girls, you can't sit back down. Come and sit back down. You need to keep those, and come and sit back down, so we can learn this lesson together. Spencer, can I just have that? Right. Thank you very much. God is king, good things and bad things come from him. Do you remember Elimelech? Now, Elimelech didn't do much in our story, apart from die, But Elimelech has got a very important name. Do you know what his name means? It means, my God is king. My God is king. Isn't that interesting? That his name means my God is king. But Elimelech forgot what his name means. And so he made a really bad decision. He decided to go from Bethlehem, which was where God's people lived, to Moab, which was where God's enemies lived. He thought, there's no food here. I want to look after my family. But he also forgot that God is king and that God could care for him wherever he is. So off he goes to a place that doesn't worship the true God. But Naomi, she didn't forget that God is king. Do you remember, she heard from heaven, she she heard the news that God had come to give his people food. And she said... It's not that the weather's got better, people haven't sent some food in the post. She heard God has come to help his people. She remembered that God is king. And so she decided to go back from Moab to Bethlehem. And that is why she prayed for her daughters-in-law. She knew that God is king, so she prayed that God would care for them. Naomi was right. God is king. Good things come from him. But she was also partly right when she said to Orpah and Ruth, go home to Moab. Do you remember what she said? She said, God's hand has turned against me. She didn't blame her husband for making a bad decision. She didn't say, I've had some really bad luck. She said, God has brought this bad thing into my life. And she was right, because God is king of everything. Good things and bad things come from him. God is king when life tastes sweet like honey and it's full of smiles and happiness and friendship. And God is king when life tastes bitter like marmite and it's full of sadness and tears. God is king when things are too painful to bear. God is king when life seems so unfair. God is king when there are so many questions and not enough answers. God is king, good things and bad things come from him. That's the first and the one big thing I want us to learn from this true story. But what should we do with that thing that we've learnt? There are two things, and here's the first one. Make the true God your God, even if your friends don't. Make the true God your God. Even if your friends don't. Where's Orpah? There she is. Can I just have you one um, thing And we grab Ruth thing while she's there. Do you remember what um, Naomi said to, Mo, uh, to Orpah? She said, go home. And Orpah eventually said, okay, uh, I'll go back and she went home. And that was quite a sensible decision, to go back to Moab, because that's where her family was, that's where her friends were, that's where her God was, and she knew how to worship him. So she said, okay, I'll go back. And off she went. Life could be happy for her there again. But Ruth, she made a different decision. She said, no. This is what Ruth said, where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. Your people will be my people, your gods will be my God. Ruth made the true God her God, even though her friends didn't. I wonder how many children there are in your class at school, boys and girls, maybe 30. I wonder if you're friends with all of those 30 children, probably not, because it's pretty hard to be friends with 30 people. At school we have to choose people to be our friends. And it's like that um, when you're an adult as well, you choose some people to be your friends. You can't be friends with everybody. And it's like that with God too. We need to choose him to be our God. We need to make him our God, even if our friends don't. Ruth does that because she trusts that the God who lives in Moab isn't the true God. And she believes that the God who loves his people in Bethlehem, he is the true God. So she says, I'm going where the true God is. She sticks with Naomi because she wants to stick with the true God. And how can we stick with Jesus? Well, one way is by sticking with other people who worship Jesus too. We can make the true God our God even if our friends don't. I wonder if you've got friends who worship the, let's play sport on Sunday morning God. Or the, let's spend time together as a family God. Maybe you've got friends who worship the, I just want to be really popular God. Or friends who worship the, I want to get a really good job God. Or the, I want to have loads of fun God. Loads of different gods you could choose from, but there's only one true God. And he's the king of everything. His name is Jesus. So because God is king, because good things and bad things come from him, what should we do? We should make the true God your God, even if your friends don't. That's the first thing we should do. And here's the second thing. Make the true God your God, even if you can't see his goodness. Make the true God your God, even if you can't see his goodness. Hey, you and Naomi, weren't you? Can I give you a thing back? Thanks very much. So eventually, Naomi and Ruth, they get back to Bethlehem. And when they get back to Bethlehem, Naomi's friends see her and they say, hey, it's Naomi, how exciting, we haven't seen her for years. And Naomi says this, she says, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, because my God has made my life very bitter. She wasn't happy when she got home. Because her name, Naomi, means sweet, like honey. And she said, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara, like Marmite. So if you ever have Marmite again, you can remember Mara, which means bitter. That's what Naomi wanted to be called. Because she believed that God had made her life empty. She says, God has made my life empty. God has brought bad things into my life. And she's kind of right, because do you remember she lost her husband? I forgot one of my most amazing visual aids. Let me show you. <coughs> In Moa, there are some gravestones. Look. One for Lille, one for kion and one for Marlon. She was so sad she could remember her family and she remembered that they're all dead. And she says, I'm empty now. But she's not empty, is she? Look, who's this? It's Ruth. God has brought her back with Ruth. And, you know, the story that carries on over the next few weeks shows us that Ruth loves Naomi so much. Naomi thinks she's empty, but God has put Ruth into her life to fill her up. And at the end of the story, they get back to Bethlehem just as the barley harvest is beginning. They left because there was no food, and they get home and there's food again. That's a little sign that God is going to fill Naomi up. And Ruth, she lost her husband in Moab, but the story is going to tell us that she gets another husband. And then in a few chapters' time, she's going to have a little baby boy. So Naomi needed to learn what we need to learn. Make the true God your God, even if you can't see his goodness. Sometimes it's hard To see God's goodness. Maybe you're aware of that in your life at the moment. Maybe some of the adults are aware of that. Maybe the boys and girls are aware of that. Maybe there's something in life that seems too painful to bear. Maybe there's something that seems so unfair. Maybe there are too many questions and there aren't enough answers. And maybe when we think about our life, we think, actually, I'm a bit bitter inside, like Naomi was. A bit angry with God because of these bad things that have come into my life. But Naomi's story isn't finished yet because Ruth is going to get married and she's going to have a little baby. And that baby is going to be the great-granddad of a king, a king called David. And you know, David was the great-great-great-great-great-granddad of another king. And another king who was also born in Bethlehem. Does anyone know what his name was? Jesus. Brilliant, thank you very much. His name was Jesus. Ruth's little baby boy was born in Bethlehem. And that is where Jesus was born, too. Do you know, we all make the same mistake that Elimelech made. We all forget that my God is king. And we all live as if he isn't. And so like Elimelech, we all deserve to die as well. But Jesus was born to taste life when it was sweet, and especially when it was bitter. He died to taste the bitterness of death and the bitterness of life. So he could save us. And that is why we need to do what Naomi needed to do. Make the true God your God, even if you can't see his goodness. As we finish, I want to share a verse with you, which is a very famous verse. But it's a verse which Ruth is going to help Naomi learn through the rest of the story. Here it is. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Sometimes our lives taste sweet. Sometimes our lives taste bitter. Sometimes they're full of happiness and smiles. And sometimes they're full of sadness and tears. But that Bible verse and the story of Naomi and Ruth shows us that God has got a good plan. He's got a good plan to make us more like Jesus. And because Naomi's story ends with Jesus, we can know that the story for us will end without the tears and without the sadness. So let's help each other to stick with Jesus until we get to that very happy end. What have we learnt? We've learnt that God is king. Good things and bad things come from him. So make the true God your God, even if your friends don't. And make the true God your God, even if you can't see his goodness. Should we have a moment of quiet to bow our heads? And I'm going to pray, and then Sam's going to continue to lead us in prayer.